friends, thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled, because I'm also a lifestyle photographer, and now, your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years, and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful, and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give. And what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Okay, cool. Well, hi, Maggie. Hi. <laughs> um, so this is week three, episode three that we're launching. Um, and I brought my cousin Maggie on who lives in Iowa, which is also where I'm from. And yeah, she, we're going to talk today just about kind of like big career changes because Maggie... I mean, you've always been like a creative person and like oh, yeah. super good at drawing. And I remember being little and being like, I wish I drew like <laughs> Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Maggie is mom and she also runs a successful photography business. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of just dive into like what your career change kind of looked like and um, just like how you kind of handle, handle it all. So awesome. I guess, Maggie, tell us about yourself, who you are, um, and what your business is. I'm Maggie Reckimer. I own Iron and Lace Photography, and the type of photography I do is lifestyle in that it's a lot of newborns, families, and couples, and it's about interaction and emotion versus like the most, more perfect pose portrait. I love that. Awesome. Um, and what do you feel, I guess, tell us what did you do before you started Iron and Lace? I was actually a full-time occupational therapist. Um, I worked at a nursing home for a few years and also worked in outpatient doing hand therapy. That's awesome. So what made you get into OT? Um, I actually originally was going to go into graphic design when I was in high school. And then I just thought, well, this is going to be kind of a hard area to tap into. I don't know if it's for me, even as much as I loved art. I'm like, I really like interacting with people and I want to help people. So I went into OT. Um, and as much as I liked OT, I remember like sitting in OT school and every, like having people like super gung-ho around me. And I was like, oh, I like it, but I'm not, I'm not yeah. like as gung-ho <laughs> as them. Um, You're like, this will make me some money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, and not work nights or weekends. Like I'll have like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So I, um, and I liked school. So like, and I liked learning about it and I like healthcare and learning the human body. So OT was a fit. Yeah. That's cool. So then at like what point in OT, because I remember visiting you when you lived in Chicago, you were yes. like doing your internship. At like what point in your OT career were you like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And like be just like picking up photography. Cause I remember like when we initially, cause I, I started photography like a long time ago and I remember I like took some photos at your wedding, which I like look back on and I'm like, Oh my God, poor Maggie. Those are awful. See, and I don't even remember. They're probably in my wedding gallery. And I'm like, these are great. Like I wouldn't even know. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Cause like my style has like changed 
a oh, ton. Gosh, and like, yeah. I know you've even shown people mm-hmm. like what your photos from like the very beginning looked like. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, everyone starts somewhere, right? But oh, we're yeah. always you like, start oh, God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like what, I remember like we always kind of talked about photography and like you were really interested in it, but like, what do you feel was kind did you have this like moment of, oh my God, this is what I want to do? Or was it like a slow progression? Or what it was, was kind of interesting. So I hadn't had any like art outlet, like, you know, under OT, I had met my husband, Alex, we got married, I was still working, you know, we bought a house, all these things were happening. And through all this time, probably since high school, I hadn't really done anything very artistic. I mean, I don't even, I don't even think I took an art class in yeah. college, you know? Yeah. So I'd really moved away from all of that. And I was like, I kind of want to get into something again. Like, how about photography? So Alex got me like the basic Canon Rebel DSLR yep. for Christmas. <laughs> um, you know what you, the starter camera. And yep. I took a few courses and I had a lot of fun. Like I, I was just taking pictures of our dog and our, like Alex and I, cause we didn't have kids yet. And um, mm-hmm. I had somebody ask if I would take a few pictures of them. And I'm like, but, oh yeah, I can do that. And yeah. they got me a gift. So they're like friends. And then I had a few people ask me what I charge. I'm like, well, I don't charge. I don't, I don't have a business. Um, like, I can make money doing this. You're going to pay me. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. I, um, you know, I got legal, opened my business and was just doing it on the side while I was an OT. Um, I did that for, you know, a couple of years, maybe two to three years. Um, but into that third year, we got pregnant, which was awesome. We were super yeah. excited. Um, but I was like, I can't do it all. I can't be a full-time OT. I can't be a mom. I can't be a wife. And I can't also be a photographer. Like yeah. I just knew I can't handle all that. So I actually started closing business. I let everyone know I was done. Um, I closed my tax ID. Like I was getting ready to be. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. And so Abe was 11 weeks old. So I was going to go back to work in a week. We went and visited the daycare and we walked out and Alex was very quiet. We walked out and Alex started just bawling. He's like, I, I really, I really want you to stay home with Abe. Like, I don't want you to go back to work. Yeah. Um, I really want this work. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's what we'll do. So, um, I stayed home with Abe and probably after, you know, a few months, I kind of said to Alex, I go, you know, I really feel like I want to keep doing photography and I feel like it's possible now. Like I have time to dive into it because before it was always like, I was so busy. I couldn't really feel like I could have my full heart there because I had so many other things in life. So then I, Mom became full-time doing, well, became full-time eventually once I got busy enough, but I was like, oh, I can devote this time. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like you, I don't think I even knew that you were doing it for like a couple of years with OT, like before Abe was born. Yeah. And it's crazy to think because that's like a full plate. I mean, for anyone that like runs a business Mm -hmm. and like working full time and like you said, like being married and it's like balancing like all of the things of like social life and a marriage and working full time. Cause you probably, I assume with OT, were you working like more than 40 hours a week? Was it a lot of overtime? Like time? Yeah. And like, I would probably be there around 40 hours, but between like driving there and from, and some days, you know, you'd stay late for paperwork. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's busy. I mean, it's a lot of time. A lot of time. For sure. Cause I like, I remember when I first started, um, doing more of like the wedding planning side of things and I was working part-time and it is really hard to kind of like figure out how to balance both. And you just like want to put your whole heart into that to like, like your business to really grow it. And I, I think it really does make a difference. So like, that's amazing. Like a blessing that like you were like, I can stay home now and like yes. actually pursue this thing that like I really want to do. I remember pulling into my OT job and texting Alex. 
it'd be like a beautiful sunrise. And I was like, I wish I was out shooting right now and not yeah. walking into this job. And I loved my coworkers and I liked what I did, but I wasn't, I wasn't ever like, Oh, I cannot wait to go to work today. And that's how I feel yeah. like every day with photography. So it's really awesome. That's so cool. Were you, did you feel like really at peace with like leaving OT? Oh yeah. Like, um, I've had people ask me like, Oh, do you miss it? I'm like, I miss my coworkers and, you know, being around adults more and like having that vibe. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably never go back. Well, I don't have my license anymore. I didn't oh, okay. continue my so- <laughs> continuing education. So I could go back someday. Maybe yeah. I would, you know, circumstances change, but I think it would be really hard after I've had this much flexibility and being my own boss oh my to go back to like a nine to five type job. Yeah. It would be really hard. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, I don't think I can ever work for someone else again. <laughs> no, I know. I love being my own boss and Me too. having the freedom. And yeah. I know there's like pitfalls of both, right? Like we don't get paid vacation and like- if you're sick, you know, nobody's filling yeah. in for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I, I guess I would way rather have like this flexibility and being my own boss and like, Oh my gosh. Those for, other perks. Sure. This is yeah. so much more worth it. Yeah. I love it. So, okay. So what year was that, that you officially okay. like started? started. So I would say I've been in business five years and so probably officially like full time, like two and a half to two years. Okay. Um, because Abe just turned three in September. So gotcha. I would say probably about after he was six months old. So yeah, just a little over two and a half years, maybe. Yeah. And I guess kind of going back so we can kind of let other people know, but where did Iron and Lace, the name come from? So when I first was looking for names, I wanted something that I first thought like, well, if Alex and I do stuff together, that kind of like plays on both of us. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of liked the idea that Lace is kind of dainty, but Iron is kind of like something different, like like a harder thing. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of significant of emotions or authenticity, like having both sides of something. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Um, And I feel like it's a good name for like people to remember, right? Like it's not just your name. Yeah. I I picked Feathered Arrow because I was like, I want something different and unique. And that's like moldable. Like I can do photography and wedding planning. And then like, Mm -hmm. I have people all the time who are like, Oh yeah, that name sounds familiar, but they're, so it's like, it stays in their memory, even if they're not hundred percent sure what it is, but it like, isn't just my name. Cause I felt like yeah. a lot of people were like, you know, such and such events. And you're like, it was just like everybody's name. So I wouldn't wanted- remember a name. Yeah. And I'm glad because I think Reckmer is a hard name to say. And <laughs> they would have just butchered the name every time. So you have something. <laughs> that girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So what would you say for you kind of in this career change? Cause that's like a pretty, like pretty opposite things to be doing. Yeah. What would you say for you is like the biggest lesson you learned in kind of that transition and like running a business um, and like being your own boss? Oh gosh. Like the biggest lesson I've learned. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, especially over like the last year, year and a half, I feel like a lot of times people who start out in photography or business, you kind of want to do everything. Cause you're like so excited. You're like, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. Um, but saying no is, is a wonderfully powerful, oh great thing. Um, yeah. I think it's hard, especially when you're in a service industry, you want to make everyone happy. You want, you want everyone to love what you do and to like it, but you can't do everything, you know, and you can't do everything well. So like yeah. narrowing down what you do, you know, um, I shot one wedding this year and that was it. And 
that one wedding was great, but I'm not <laughs> doing weddings anymore. Uh, maybe another, another in the future, I'll be back to doing weddings, but um, not doing weddings was a good choice for me. I'm, I'm not doing extended families anymore. Um, I'm limiting my businesses that I'm taking on for 2020. Um, just saying no has been, has been powerful and good, like a good lesson. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like saying no kind of in all realms of life, right? Of like, oh gosh, yes. Because like so many of those other things kind of infiltrate your business as well. So, I, and I, that's like also a really hard one, right? Of like saying no to clients and like potential money. And like, yes. I'm sure you probably got a lot of wedding inquiries. Mm-hmm. And so for you, like what, I guess, A, like what made you decide to kind of say no more often and like, yeah hone in on it? Is it that you like weren't enjoying shooting weddings or was it like certain things were just like creatively feeding you or what do you feel like made that shift? Yeah, I think there's a few things going into me deciding not to do weddings anymore. Um, The first being is that I went into OT to not work weekends. I'm like, I didn't leave OT to work weekends. So um, especially with kids. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't want I don't, I want, I did this to be on my own schedule and I'm suddenly a slave to wedding dates, like what wedding their day, um, day their wedding is and stuff. And that can't be moved. You know, if I have a family session, God forbid something would come up, but they'd be understanding. I'll move it a day. I'll send them a canvas, you know, I'll make them, I'll still make them happy. I can't move somebody's wedding. So that was like my first kind of thing. And especially since we don't have family that lives around here, that leaves our weekends for us to travel or hang with our friends or go see our family because our friends and family don't have the flexibility we do. So we need to kind of make our weekends available to hang with them. The other thing too is weddings. I like the idea that I can kind of be a fly on the wall, but there is a lot of pose stuff that goes into it. You know, you're taking a totally. lot of all the family formals. Um, there's certain stuff you have to get and it's a stressful day. You know how it is being an event planner. Yeah. If, yeah. There's not, if there's not <laughs> one of you there, Carrie, the photographer is the oh, navigator of the sure. schedule. So mm-hmm. you have to have that schedule out. You have to keep people on time or you're not going to get what you need for them. So I think that maybe if we didn't have kids yet or something, or maybe in the future, Alex and I would enjoy traveling and doing weddings. Totally. Um, but, but right now it's just, it just doesn't fit our life. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that's great. I've even thought like, man, like when I have a family someday, like working weekends is really tough. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like when you also say no to other things like that, it just like opens room for more things that you want to be doing. So yeah. what did you say you're focusing in on? Is it just like couples? Couples, families, and then families. like lifestyle newborns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is amazing because most of the time, like as entrepreneurs, we're kind of like, I have to say yes. Or like you have like a slow month with cash flow, and you're like, oh my God, should I just take it even though I don't really want to? And I think those moments can be hard because it's like money, right? Yes. You're like, then, like, no one else bringing in the money. Yeah. But then like yeah. at the end of the day, when you're like really stop and think about maybe past experiences or like, even for me, I'm like, I have done this before and I didn't enjoy it. And you like resent the client at the end of it all, <laughs> even though it's not their not fault. their fault. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you've kind of become resentful of like, losing the passion of what you're doing because you took on something that you didn't want to do. Well, yeah. On anything, I want everything, every session on my calendar to be like, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet these people and to spend this hour to two hours with them taking their photos. I don't want stuff on my schedule. I'm like, Oh, I really don't want to go do that next week or whatever. I don't want to not look forward to something. And I was super excited about my one wedding this year because I'm like, I can get all my creative wedding juices into this one wedding. I think that's so good. 
it'd be too draining for me. And um, I'm lucky I have like three really good friends around here that are amazing wedding photographers. So mm-hmm. their names just keep getting sent out every, yeah. <laughs> every time I get one of those inquiries, I'm like, go to them. They're amazing. You'll yeah. love them. Um, so I'm just lucky. There's a few gals around here that do such a good job. I'm like, go forth. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. So um, I know we've talked about Abe, but you have another little one as well. Yes. <laughs> Her name is Ez. So, I mean, like you had kind of mentioned, like you ended up staying home with Abe and then you said Ez is going to be a year, right? In yes. Next month. December. End yeah. of December. Yeah. So, I mean, you're a stay-at-home mom and also run like a full-time photography business. Yes. And so... <laughs> How how do you feel like you find the balance? Because I know your husband also like works kind of weird hours because he's yeah. a firefighter, right? Correct. Yeah. Alex yeah. is a firefighter. So he's gone every other day for 24 hours. So we just laugh because it's just always kind of this crazy schedule. We like live and breathe by our calendar. At least I do. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> or I would have no idea what's going on. Um, I feel like we kind of got into a flow after Abe was born. Um, last fall when I was quite pregnant. He was in full-time daycare, which was good for the fall. I needed the rest. Yeah. He caught up on editing. Um, we pulled him from daycare, um, uh, like a month or two after Ez was born. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not working when she, when she's home. Like I just feel bad. I want to ape here. So, um, Abe ended up staying home with me too. And we just kind of like, it's gotten better now that I know what I need. Like we have consistent like daytime gals that come watch our kids a few oh, nice. hours here and there. Um, and I just kind of know that during the day, if both my kids happen to nap at the same time, I'll yeah. get a little bit of work done. But I just don't really depend on when I'm with my kids knowing I'm going to get anything done. I think yeah. that can get frustrating or like if they wake up from a nap early, I don't want to be like, oh, I want to be like, oh, good. I got to go get them. I don't want to feel yeah. like, like I'm not getting anything done. So I work weird hours. I work at night mm-hmm. a lot, especially when Alex is gone. And then I'll get sitters a few times a week, like afternoons. It's just crazy. But I like it. I feel like since she's a little older, it's getting more smoothed out. Right. Um, and going into kind of this slower winter season, I'll really have a lot of nice like me time because we have a consistent sitter. So yeah, that's awesome. What do you feel like for you has been kind of the hardest part to like navigate and being like stay at home mom and running your business? Because I'm sure there's probably a pull in both directions mm-hmm. of like, you know, wanting to be like the best mom you can be, which you are, but you know, then also kind of feeling this like, Oh, I need to take care of these clients. And cause like, I even find for me, like I don't have kids. And sometimes it's like when I set my own boundaries of like, no, I'm not working today. But then the client like emails me to like not feel this need to (laughs) respond right away. And like, it's almost like setting the parameters, right? For your client oh, to respect for sure. you. And like, for sure. I feel like you're very open on social media about like working weird hours and like being a stay at home mom. And so like your clients kind of know that anyway, and they're not expecting mm-hmm. you to like respond right away or be at their beck and call. So no, I feel like I've been super lucky with the clients I have had. They'll be like, Oh, it's totally okay. I know you're busy and have two kids. Like I think that that has helped me to be open on social media that I'm like, Hey, I haven't slept this week. So like, I haven't gotten anything done and they respect that because their families too. Most of my clients are moms or have little kids or have had little kids. So they understand if I'm not done with stuff. What was your initial question? I know. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess like, what do you find? Um, what was like the hardest like part for you or like, how do you kind of balance both and not like I guess feel guilty yeah. in a sense of like, yeah, cause I do admit, like I've said, like, you know, it would be a lot easier if I didn't love my job so much. It yeah. would. 
Yeah. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Right. But I don't, I love doing it. So sometimes I'll be like editing and I'm like, man, I, I miss my kids. But then when I miss my kids, I'm like, man, I have a lot of work to do that I'm looking forward to working on. Yeah. So it's almost like, and I'm always working on, but trying to be present in what I'm doing. Like when I'm editing and working, I'm editing and working. Like I can't mom and edit. It has to be editing or momming. You know what totally. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I have to give myself some grace that like, it's okay. I can enjoy my job and do that and then have that time for my kids. So separating is good and having yeah. kind of those boundaries. Um, but I am like you in that I see that DM or that email come through. Oh, I want to answer. I'm like, no, I can set 30 minutes tomorrow to answer all my emails instead of being at the, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll help you. I'll, I'll get what you need type thing. So yeah, it's like, a, it's like, I guess learning to like time block and, but like also being really flexible because like you said, like tonight you put Abe to bed and he was like screaming, <laughs> you know, for you. So it's like, yeah. you know, like even when you think you might be able to sit down, it's like, oh, that might change and yeah. not happen. I had a couple of weeks in October, which is, I don't know about um, California, but here in Iowa, you know, from the Midwest yeah. fall is like crazy season yeah. for photographers. And so like in the middle of my busy season, when I should be like editing sessions every day, Abe was potty training. So he woke up at like 5 a.m. ready to go to the bathroom and be up for the day. And Ez was teething and not going to bed till like nine o'clock at night. So I like didn't, I didn't get to work. So I'd like, shoot, come home, try to get my kids to bed. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I got to sleep. So it's just kind of being like, it's going to be okay. Like, I think like the biggest thing. Yeah. And the biggest thing is like, as long as I feel like I communicate with my clients, what's going on, you know, if something was going to be late or something isn't going to be maybe delivered early, like they were expecting, I just let them know and people are usually understanding. So that's good. Yeah. I love that. And I just, yeah, I think boundaries are like so important. And that was like one of my other questions that I was going to ask you, like, how do you set boundaries? And I think for me, just like learning that, like, no one's going to set the boundaries for me. Like I have to set them like, and it's not that people are being disrespectful of your time, but they're like doing what works for their schedule and like responding or reaching out. And so I'm like, I need to set my boundaries and like my limitations on what I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. Cause like no one's going to tell you to do that. Right. Right. It's kind of like, if I need to take a nap, no one's going to come here and be like, Nikki, you need to lay down and take a nap. I need to be like, I'm going to go take a nap. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, It's like about knowing yourself to make those boundaries and take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's self-care because it's like, if you're not taking care of yourself and like your clients are kind of getting like the lesser version of you (laughs) you and just like (laughs) great service, you know? Yeah. So how would you say like becoming a mom? Cause I'm curious, like when you were doing photography before Abe was born and then like after kids, like how do you feel like your like perspective or like just becoming a mom has impacted your work that you do now? Like, do you look at it differently? Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely not saying that you can't be a family lifestyle photographer if you don't have kids. I mean, I'm, you can still understand that connection. But I feel like having the connection with my kids and knowing what I would want to remember and how I feel with them and trying to draw that out of my clients has just been so powerful. Um, You know, little fingers, little hands, how they hug, how they laugh, how they run, um, the different expressions. Some of the best um, compliments I've gotten is like, thank you, you caught their personality perfectly. Like, I want to remember them just like that. That's so cool. It's really awesome. Um, I had a client, was it a few weeks ago? It was a client this fall. 
and they're trying to get their kid to smile. They're like, smile for Maggie and all this stuff. I'm like, no, 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 they're fine. Like they look that that's fine. If they don't, if they don't do a big smile, I don't, yeah. I don't want a big smile. That's not them. And she messaged me after and she's like, thank you so much for doing that. Cause I'd sent her a sneak and she goes, that is him. That is exactly who he is. And I was trying so hard to get something out of him that wasn't him. And yeah. you were the one who was like, no, 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 it's fine. Cause I even ask adults, well, do you smile really big all the time? If you yeah. don't, it's not going to look <laughs> like you. Like, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I really feel like my experience of being a mom and how I'm connected to my kids and my husband and family has just really helped me bring that out more in my clients and help them make more comfortable. And, um, I love just talking motherhood with my clients. At yeah. And, you know, that's so we, cool. Yeah. Cause I feel like, I mean, I do some, I enjoy lifestyle photography as well. That's like mostly what I want to do. Cause I totally get the shooting wedding side of it. <laughs> um, but it is interesting, like seeing that perspective of your side of it, of being a mom, but then, and like, I love that perspective of like, no, that's just who they are. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like so many parents are like trying to like get them to laugh and smile. And like, like you said, this posed like version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually like, no, just like, look at me, like just be natural and like whatever happens happens. Mm -hmm. And I love that like tactic that you can use that to connect with your clients on that level. Oh yeah, for sure. It's amazing. So what do you feel like, have you changed anything in like, I know like kind of setting boundaries, but like, what else would you say you've kind of changed in like how you run your business? Like Um, now being a mom, is there anything else that kind of stands out or just like in general, like from the beginning that you started running your business? Like, I feel like I've just gotten, I don't even want to say more professional because I've always been like quirky laid back, but professional. Yeah. Um, I just feel like getting things organized and like not having to do much, you know, like having a client management system, you understand, like I like set up my workflow and off it goes like, yeah. and just making stuff. So I'm not doing all this stuff on the back end. Like the clients get taken care of because I set it up that way. And then when they need me, they reach out. Um, but otherwise that's really nice. Yeah. Um, what do you do for your workflow? I do, I use Depsado, which I love. I don't know. Okay. What do you, are you HoneyBook? You yeah, HoneyBook? I use HoneyBook. And then I have, it's kind of funny because I have a couple like different platforms I use because I feel like wedding planning, there's just like so many different things to use and like mm-hmm. things that I need to do, like seating charts and like checklists and all this oh, yes. stuff. And I've been kind of trying to figure it out because there's not like one solid platform, but yeah. for like keeping track of like projects, contracts, invoices, I use HoneyBook, which is great because that's really like the major like onboarding system and like from like initial inquiry to like them being a client. And it's a pretty like automated system or flow for me, you know, minus like me having a call with them or like in-person meeting, but Mm -hmm. that like onboarding process is pretty consistent for clients, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I've just realized like over the past year and a half, anything that I'm constantly answering, that's the same answer. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this without it, just doing it automatically. So my clients, as soon as we pick it, we, they email, inquire, we figure out a date. I just start with my workflow and they like pick their package and any extras they want. And then they get like a style guide, a location guide. They get like a reminder email a week before and it all just does it. And so if they have a question, that reminder email, it'll email me back, even though I didn't really, I didn't really initially email them. Yeah. They're just getting my like canned email. Um, and it's been awesome. You know, they get like a reminder, Hey, have you paid your invoice? You know, bring water, toys, snacks for the kids. Is it going to be cold out? Bring some layers. It's going to be hot yeah. out. Wear less layers. Um, so it, it tells them all that stuff and I don't have to do anything. Um, what was really awesome is this year I That's added amazing. just on my website, 
it's a password protected. It's my location guide. So I've taken photos from all the different locations I have in different seasons. Yeah. So they can scroll through and see what they like um, and just click on stuff. And then it's nice. They'll email me and say, Hey, I really like these three locations. What would you recommend? What's looking good right now? And then I just tell them, say, meet me here this time. So that's taken a lot of legwork out for me than having to like describe my locations over and over again, and then maybe hunt down pictures for them to see that's really helped this year. Yeah. That's such a good idea. And I, I think that's like a huge thing. Cause like automation workflow just takes a lot of time to set up. And I feel like a lot of people don't do it cause they're like, Oh my God, I don't have time to do that. But then it's like, no, the long-term benefit of that is like, you don't have to keep typing up that same email over and over and over. Yeah. Yes. And like, just because it's canned and like, you send it to everybody doesn't mean it doesn't feel personal. Cause like you still like mm-hmm. use your voice and like, maybe you like, exactly change a few things here or there, but it's like such a time saver. Well, and I, especially, I always, before my sessions, I'll go back and like review conversations we've had to make yeah. sure like, my memory, everything we've talked about totally. like three months. I'm like, what did you tell me three months ago that <laughs> was special that you wanted to do? And, um, I try to review all that so I don't get there and I'm like, what, you know, so I yeah. make sure like they're taken, <laughs> yeah. they're taken care of when I yeah. show up. Yeah. yeah. Cause I even think like with HoneyBook, when I get like an inquiry and I'm like on vacation or something, I have like all these like automated, not even automated, but just like responses or already written out. So I can literally just hit like send brochure, mm-hmm. like change a few things in it based off of like what they inquired about and like send it. And it's so quick and easy instead of like me being like, Oh, I have to like log into my computer, like type up this whole email and all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, once you get a workflow system in place, it's just so helpful because that probably also like you staying at home too with your kids probably saves you a ton of time. Cause you're not like worried about, yeah. Did I send that reminder email to this client or to that couple? Yeah, for sure. And I agree that like people are so appreciative when you respond right away. Like you sending your emails quick. For sure. I always get, thank you so much for responding so quickly. I'm like, and I'm like, oh gosh, I feel like I usually respond like the day of or the next day. So if it's like three or four days and they say, I'm like, man, I'm still feeling pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So what would you, do you have any advice that you would give to, I guess two things that I want to ask you. Do you have any advice for people who are like wanting to make a big career change and what would that be? That's question number one. (laughs) Okay. Let's don't go to the next question or I'll forget this one. Okay. (laughs) Um, my advice would be, I mean, for us, when we made that big decision, we were lucky enough that Alex could support us on his wage. I mean, I think a lot of people, the safer route is, you know, to kind of transition to be working your job and slowly decrease that while you're increasing the other ones. So you have some consistency or, you know, you have a spouse that's supporting you. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think would be, I think the other thing would be just give yourself a lot of grace. I think, especially with social media, Facebook, especially Instagram, it's so easy to say, I want to be there and I want to be there right now. Well, they were where you were once and someone else wants to be where you are. So the journey is like the most fun part. Like, yeah, it's so fun to say, oh, I was there. And like, where am I going to be in a year? Where am I going to be in five years? It's so easy to look and compare and say, I'm so, I want what they have, but then that's also not you. That's not your voice. They don't have your experiences. So mm-hmm. um, to enjoy where you're at and enjoy the journey and enjoy growing. Yeah. I love what you said. You're like, give yourself a lot of grace. And cause we are always like looking at people that are more successful than us. Right. Cause it's like where oh, yeah. we want to be, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool to think about like someone is wanting to be where you are. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's kind yeah. of like, oh, like that's kind of cool to look at it from this perspective of like someone's like looking up to me or yeah. like admiring yeah. my journey and like what I'm doing. Oh gosh. Yeah, for sure. I'm always, um, I'm sure people laugh, but I love voice messaging. Yeah. So a lot of people who I don't even know that like DM me random photography questions, they will get my voice talk of me talking. That's to them. so cool. And, and they that. totally crack up, but I'm like, it's so much more personal and I do want to help. Like yeah. I'm not that kind of person be like, no, I'm not going to help you. I would love to right. help because I was there once and I appreciate all those people who took the time to help me with a simple question or answer yeah. something quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I had watched this like video in a marketing class one time and she was talking about how like if you respond with like video or voice, like people are going to remember you more or like sales are quicker because they're like, oh, it's so much more personal. And they like actually sent me a video. Like you feel special, I guess, versus like just texting them back in a DM. Yeah. Maybe that'll be my next up level for 2020. Yeah. You'll start getting a video of me. <laughs> a good idea. People will be like, did you mean to send me that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. It's my face. <laughs> my second question then is what advice would you give to other women who are struggling with maybe they're a stay-at-home mom and they want to start a business or maybe they have a business, but they want to become a mom or are becoming a mom. Like what advice would you give to moms? I think and the best business owners, business like, owners like that are going to become yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Or that are both, you know, or they're yeah. like trying to figure out how to do handle both. I think that like my biggest support has been finding other women that are in the same boat. So, I mean, oh my gosh, I have so many friends that are so similar. They're home with their kids. They're running a full-time business. They're being a wife. And that has been so powerful because, you know, messages be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting nothing done today. My kids aren't sleeping. I'm never getting anything done. And they'll message back and be like, oh, same thing. Must be a full moon or, you know, so <laughs> having those people or even like I have um, a good friend that she stays at home with her kids and we're doing a workshop together. We get together with our kids. We're having a meeting and the kids just are, you know, running rampant, eating crackers. Uh-huh. So it's finding those people that you can lean on. Um, when you need it. And I also think finding a great babysitter and nanny is also amazing because <laughs> um, you do need that time to think and you need that time for yourself. Even if you're a mom and you don't have a business, you need, you need that downtime. Yeah. 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 That's great advice. What, yeah. Do you have any other tidbits or things that you like wish Maggie, young Maggie five years ago <laughs> Like you wish someone would have told you back then, like about whether it's like, just like being a business owner and like what to expect or what not to expect. I kind of, I've been talking to my husband a lot about this because like doing this podcast with you. And then I did a podcast earlier this week and just how much I've grown. I go five years ago, Maggie would have never thought I was where I was at right now. Never. Like this would have been such a big dream. I would have never thought I was doing any of this. Um, so I think that so many, so often we like kind of like squelch our dreams and think, no, that'll never be me. I'll never get there. I'll never make it. Or, oh, they can do that, but I can't. And that's so untrue. I feel like if there's something you want to do, it is totally possible and you can. So like for me, I think really like this last year thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I can stay at home with two kids and be a good wife and be a good mom and be a successful business owner. Um, every day is not easy, but Mm -hmm. it is, it is so possible. And I'm like so happy for where I'm at. Oh, I love that. And I think too, it's like just being, I don't know, just like being able to 
be flexible and like their seasons of life. And oh, yeah. like you said, like not every day is easy and wonderful, but knowing that like there's a, there can be slow seasons and that just opens up room to do other things. Cause like, mm-hmm. especially in the wedding planning business here, it's like, it's like crazy, crazy, crazy. And then it'll be like slow. And then I was having this conversation recently with my boyfriend and I was like, sometimes like as business owners, we put like all of our like worth and value and who we are when like we're really busy and like doing amazing. And then like when it slows down, you start getting this thought process of like, oh my gosh, what if like more clients never come or what if I'm I'm suddenly failing? Yeah. And are you, are you an Enneagram three? I am. Yes, I am too. I could tell by how you said that. I, I, too. <laughs> I, I like need to learn more about that, which maybe we'll dive into that on another episode. Um, but yeah. Cause threes find their worth in productivity. Yeah. 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 So I understand. Yes. And yeah. it's so struggle. It's so crazy. Like mentally. Cause I'm like, this is what my like most successful year ever in like the five years. And I'm like from an outside perspective and like numbers wise, I'm like, I'm killing it. Yeah. But like when you have like a month that's slow, I'm like, why? I wish that I and like other business owners could kind of like relish in that time and like use it to like do other things. And I was like, actually, this downtime helped me be like, okay, I can launch my podcast this month because I had the free time to do it. And so I think we get kind of lost in like the, like equating like that being busy is like our worth and like how successful we are. Agreed. And like we were talking right before we started um, recording tonight, how I have my list for 2020. My off season, my off month is going to be getting ready for next year. So I almost feel like it's okay that I'm not booking, that I'm not going to do any sessions because I'm still working towards um, growth for next year and serving my clients better for next year. So yeah. And like, it's like putting those systems in a place, you know, like spending time doing that and being like, how can I like give them a better experience and like, what else is going to be special for them? Yeah. And so 100%. I think that's like such a good thing for us to remember that like oh, for sure. we can have slow times and that just like opens up time for us to do other things. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. seasons of life with both my kids at home, since neither of them are yeah. in school, I have to think in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, in a few years, my kids are both going to be in school and this time won't be here, which is like, okay, yeah, I'll have maybe more time for other things, but then I'll also miss them being home. Right. So it's kind of trying to enjoy and like lean into your season of life. Um, even though it's hard, yeah, you know, every season has like ups and downs, but, um, yeah, I hear you. That's so important. Yeah. Just leaning into the present, I guess. So hard, but needed. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll ask, I guess, before I end with my final question, but where can people find you and like, what are some fun upcoming things that you're doing with your business? Kind of share a little bit more. Well, um, I do have a Facebook, but I usually hang out on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at iron and lace photo. Um, you can go to iron and lace photo.com. I will be redoing my website over the winter. I almost do every year, like a crazy woman. We'll probably go live somewhere early um, 2020, but you can still go to that now. Some new things I'm starting for next year. I just scheduled my next learning manual mode DSLR class. Um, cameras and cocktails. I do that here downtown Davenport. Um, you get a drink and learn how to use your um, DSLR camera in manual mode. So I have that. That'll be in February. I'm awesome. um, hosting our first branding workshop. Okay. It's called, it's called Brand Lab. Um, if you want to follow that, that's at Do Brand Lab on Instagram. And um, it's just for businesses to 
get their branding on point, learn how to be active on social media, be the face of their business. Um, we're going to learn how to take photos with your cell phone and good lighting. So it'll be a fun day. And then I'm also going to start doing some pro mentoring um, in December. So for, for tags, um, not online yet. I'm just going to, I was going to ask if it was okay. Um, I really want to start in person cause I sit behind my computer a lot. Yep. So yep. <laughs> I want some in real life interactions. So I'm going to do some pro mentoring starting in December for some photogs. So I'm excited. It's all fun stuff. I love teaching. So yeah, stuff over the winter months. That's, that's awesome. I love that. Everything. I mean, I love your photos and everything you're doing. Thanks. So you're so nailing the Instagram game. <laughs> I love me so <laughs> and then my last question um because it's called the local table I always wanted to end with people that I am chatting with about what's like a favorite local thing in Davenport Iowa like a place or oh. like whether it's like coffee shop place to eat thing to do or see like what is something really cool around there Okay, so I think this is cool because it's this Saturday. I know that this will be passed when the yeah. podcast is. But um, we actually have, it's called Festival of Trees. And the cool thing about Festival of Trees is this Saturday, it's like one of the biggest balloon parades. Oh. In cities. So it'll be cold. It always is. It's like 30 degrees, but the street is lined. And it's all those huge balloons with all the people manning them. And it's just this awesome, huge parade. Um, like everybody goes down there and then you can go into the event center and there's all these trees decorated and there's Christmas stuff. Oh, um, I love that. And then right across the Mississippi River, they um, do lighting of the commons down in Moline. So they'll light up all the lights at once and stuff. So it's just really oh like, gosh. it kicks off like all the holidays. Yeah. So that's like a that's fun, pretty cool. special yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take the kids. Hopefully they don't get too cold. Yeah. So cool. And what would you say is your favorite local coffee shop? Because I know we both love coffee. Ooh. So... So this is a really hard one and I don't know if either of them will listen. So I'd better mention both of them. Um, I really love Dunn Brothers. I don't okay. know if that's like a huge chain, but I really sit at Dunn Brothers. They have the best Wi-Fi and they do have some really good That's coffee. important. That is so Wi-Fi key. Is very important. <laughs> and then we also have a coffee shop called 392. It's downtown Davenport and it's kind of like a, like a hipper, more rockin' vibe. They're, yeah. always, playing, they're always playing like club music in there. Um, getting people amps, you know, that they are. People are good. <laughs> they really are. And so, um, that has a totally different vibe. So kind of depending on how I'm feeling, I go to that. Yeah. That's so fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Maggie, so much. This is so fun. We like hadn't caught up in a while. I mean, oh, it was, it was well, this was great. So this is awesome. And I just love like watching you grow your business and like both of us like doing that. Maggie and I are like a year apart. A year apart. Yeah. We're actually the same age for like 11 days, I think. Yes, yes, we are the same age for 11 days. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love like watching what you're doing and um, it's just fun to kind of have like family doing like similar stuff and just running a business. And thank you so much for taking time out of your night to chat with me. And um, I just loved everything you shared. And I feel like I even learned a lot about Oh my gosh. Just like Thank you. you're running your business and killing it and being an amazing mom and wife. And um, I just really appreciate you sharing all of that. Well Thank you so much for having me on. I've had so much fun and I love catching up with you and I love following all things feathered arrow. So this Thank has you. been so fun. Thank you. And that's today's episode of the local table. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm truly grateful that you're tuning in. About a year ago, this was just a dream of mine. And now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people, sharing their stories, and just delivering really great content. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, or maybe you gained a new perspective, or you learned a thing or two. 
It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.